Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. doing daniel ruiz tyson is available for monday the 19th of july 2021 with me daniel ruiz tyson episode 339 hope you're all healthy and doing what you need to be doing to keep yourself going if you suspect your best years are behind you then this might just be the podcast for you 1633 hours here in the uk it's uh, there's a message on my desktop screen, 28 degrees, rain coming, slightly ominous. There is meant to be thunder today. I am trying to get out for a run this evening just after uploading this. I was looking forward to doing this and then I've missed an important call, which I hadn't been told. I hadn't received a notification that I was getting this call. So now the chances are they're going to call while I'm recording the show and I'll have to break off from the show, which I was hoping to do in one take to take this call just uh, very annoying I was trying to switch off really today after doing this show I didn't need to be worrying about anything else feeling a bit wheezy today that's um, the passive smoking outdoors in the cafe it wasn't too bad today but I couldn't work out where the smoke was coming from today but I could feel it and uh, I've had to take a couple of blasts of my inhaler, which I rarely have to do these days. I have to do it more because of the situation here where, you know, if you want to uh, eliminate as many risks as possible, you uh, you should be staying outside whenever you can. And that's what I've been doing. The downside is, of course, it's, uh, you know, the passive smoking as if the uh, no smoking ban rule back in 2007 had never kicked in i'm just gonna try and well i'm gonna have to pause this show to see if i can pick up the i did just a minute ago that's gonna bother me if i leave that in hold on i'll be back with you shortly track down the it was about 30 seconds earlier so i'm pleased the has uh gone and i've just uh checked the phone to see if i've had any messages i'm Still having to walk around with the phone in my hand, nothing back from the hospital. This is why I wasn't one of those people, well, apart from the lack of pots and pans, I wasn't one of those people cheering the NHS last year. First of all, I felt it was a case of the government distracting everyone from their part in the mess that we're in. And secondly, just my own experience with the NHS over the last 20 years, I think they do a brilliant job once you're with them, once they know what's going on. And uh, I do think that nurses should be paid more, of course I do. But administratively, I would say the NHS can be as bad as Lambeth. And that is saying something. I remember back in 2001 getting a call. I think this was for Nose Job 3. No, nose job four. I'd broken it the year before. Nose job four. And they called me one Friday, said, you'll be coming in for surgery next week, so be ready. We'll call you. Four years later, I finally had that next uh, nose job. And I can 
come up with plenty more instances of where I feel the administration in the NHS isn't great, the lack of communication between departments. And right now, I suspect with the COVID situation in the UK, I'm in a situation where people such as myself are you know, being forgotten about because the priority is COVID. And it just goes back to what I thought or what I felt about a year ago, that this is not a time to fall unwell with something else because you read that the waiting lists are at a 70-year high and you think I'm in trouble here. So despite walking around everywhere with a phone on vibrate, still not had to call, chase them up a few times, have to chase them again tomorrow. It's just not a really... It's not a good way to be living. I think I'm dealing with it fairly well, but it is a, a difficult uh, situation. Forgot my mask this morning. I was uh, walking through Brixton and I called my aunt and uncle. I was on the way there first and I asked if they needed anything and uh, I had to pick up some uh, special conflicts for my aunt, which is actually special K. So um, she's that's her go-to cereal. Most of us have our go-to cereal, so that's hers. Had to go into Iceland and, and pick it up as they didn't have it in the Stockwell Iceland. Went into the Brixton Iceland. And for the first time, I'd gone into a shop without a mask. I don't know why. I don't know why I'd done that. It wasn't because where it wasn't because we've arrived at Freedom Day, so-called Freedom Day. It was nothing to do with that. It wasn't, I think, either that I'd started seeing more and more people around not wearing masks this morning. I just think I wasn't focused on what I was doing today. My mind was just elsewhere. I'm worrying about phone calls and I guess there's just too much in my mind. It was only when I was at the self-checkout and I was having a problem scanning the cereal that I got the attention of the uh, self-checkout supervisor there. She came over, she was wearing a mask, and I thought, oh man, what am I doing? And I quickly got my mask out. You know, the security guard wasn't wearing a mask, but the self-checkout girl was, and that just triggered a reminder. And I don't know why I did that. I wasn't there for long. I wasn't in there for long without the mask, but that worried me a bit. I don't know why I'd forgotten that. Um, moments after that, I, I was in Poundland with my mask and there were more people wearing masks in Poundland, but in Iceland, there were the majority of customers weren't wearing masks and I'd gone through Brixton Market and well, I mean, that's outdoors, most of it anyway. And uh, it's, it's certainly not what it was 20, 30, 40 years ago when it was always busy there, but uh, didn't see too many masks in Brixton Market, except among the old, uh, the elderly I was going to say old people. I'd committed to old people. And then as I was about to say, oh, I went to elderly. So I went, oh, oh. So I didn't actually enunciate there properly. So that was confusing. I kept my visit to my aunt and uncles this morning short after somehow they started arguing in front of me about their old love life and who was responsible for instigating the legovers. My aunt was adamant it was always my uncle. He disputed her recall he cited various examples and I was just please stop or you are going to scar me forever so I limited my visit to around 25 minutes before making my exit my weekend you might have actually heard the uh, noisy manhole cover that was um, supposed to be getting looked at again by uh, Thames Water over the weekend and uh, I was told to expect a call from them but nothing happened and now I've contacted them again today and 
apparently they're well behind on all their work. They're the ones who made a song and dance about their engineer contacting me at the weekend. I didn't see why I needed to be contacted. It's clear where the manhole cover is. Their previous engineer marked it. They've noted that it is a problem. So um, that's just another uh, distraction. The weekend, though, Thames Water didn't contact me. The weekend itself was a bit busier than it normally is, certainly on Saturday when I played football which was a a bit of a mistake in hindsight, played in the early afternoon, well, mid-afternoon, and uh, the heat, of course, was awful in London. Played in south-west London in uh, Motspur Park. Here's a call, just got to stop the phone. Seems everyone has decided to call me this afternoon. This wasn't the call I was expecting. This was another important call, and by important call, I mean in terms of, uh, you know, my personal living situation so things slightly moving forward on that front but I could have done without everything happening on a Monday afternoon so there's something else to uh, prepare for still struggling with the uh, wheezing need to get out and get some uh, fresh air let me see if I can get this show back on track so much preparation went into this and it's just being derailed now and now I've got to pause it because I've got a cough here's a cough let me just pause this for the cough That's the cough. Topless too. Too hot for a top indoors. But uh, if you're thinking that the show is uh, unusually echoey today, maybe it's because I'm topless. Right, let me see where I was. I was talking to you about masks. I was talking to you. Okay, that's it. I was telling you about the football on Saturday. It was in Motspur Park, artificial turf, which I found really hard going. It was harder than playing midweek on grass I didn't enjoy it at all and uh, this weird turf was getting inside your socks it was getting inside your trainers most most of the guys there were having the same problem I, I just didn't enjoy it and also you know playing in the middle of the afternoon on such a hot day was madness even though I was uh, wearing some um, uh, well budget sun cream I guess but I was wearing plenty of it and at the end as I was changing changing back into my clothes to travel back. I was getting a lift off a friend who had his uh, young daughter with him and uh, I'd never met her before when I got into the car at Vauxhall when I was meeting him. I didn't know she was coming and um, she was very chatty, which was nice, but the first thing she asked me was, have you ever shape-shifted and what is your go-to animal? And I thought, what, for a 10-year-old? That's a hell of a question. And later on, she used the word conflab. And I thought, what is going on here? I don't even think I was using Conflab when I was twice her age. So uh, enjoyed her company. The, um, yeah, the argument. Did I mention there was an argument? There was, uh, there was a little argument when I was getting changed because I always deodorize after I'm getting changed. Nothing too dramatic, but I don't want to travel home, you know, sweaty or smelling of sweat. And the guys, they're just predictable. And it's not limited to a specific number of friends. It's It just always happens when I do this. And I always have to say the same thing to them. So as soon as I started spraying myself, one of the guys said something, why are you doing that? That's pointless. Why do you do that? And in the past, I've had some of my black friends say, that's a white guy thing, which it may be. But here is how I look at it. I am, okay, in this instance, I was getting a lift back to Vauxhall and then I would be getting on a bus. When I'm on that bus traveling after football, no one there knows on that bus that I've just played football. 
So if I don't deodorize, they're just going to think, who's this sweaty guy? What's going on here? So I'm deodorizing until I get home. Then when I get home, I'm going to shower. What is your problem with that? Do you think I should just get on a bus without deodorizing? You know, that shirt, all the shirts, both shirts that I'm wearing, the one to football and the one that I play football with, they're both going in the wash afterwards. Because when I'm putting my first top on after football, when I remove my sweaty football top and I put my traveling top on, of course, I haven't had a shower after the football. I've just deodorized. I know that I need to wash that top. But what is your issue? What do you want me to get on a bus? All sweaty. Someone, some stranger thinking, who is this guy? You know, doesn't this guy deodorize? Doesn't this guy wash? At least let me deodorize. What's your problem with that? I'm thinking about the passengers. I'm thinking about myself. Without fail, this is always an issue. And I kind of snapped when uh, one of the guys said this on um, Saturday afternoon, hard swallow there, and then they started saying I was volatile. I'm not. I'm not volatile at all. I just get tired having to make the same point. Why can people not think? Why can people not see my argument here? I don't drive. So wherever I'm coming, wherever I'm going back to after football, my journey home after football will always involve public transport. So this is the way I do it. I'm not traveling back in a car. If you're driving yourself home, you've got no problem. Or if you're getting a lift home off one of the drivers after football, you've got no problem. You're just getting into the car, you're sweaty, you go home, you shower. I'm not. I'm on TFL. Hopefully, um, at least you guys will understand. It just frustrates me. I was just thinking, do you think I haven't thought about this? I'm enjoying Wednesday night football much more. I really do enjoy that playing at uh, Regent's Park. I enjoy the journey there and I enjoy the games there. I mean, on Saturday, I was marking this young left-sided player and it was clear what he was going to do. It was like playing against Arjen Robin. You know, I'm a left-footer myself. And you always know what a left footer is going to do, but it can't be very tricky stopping them. This kid was brilliant. If he if he develops his right side, then he's going to be a good, a very good player. But your body just doesn't allow you to to do what it used to do. So I'm kind of doing that thing where I'm just trying to track players and stand off them because I know otherwise at this age now I'm going to get skinned. But with this kid, I knew what he was going to do. You know, and everything that I thought he was going to do, he did. But I just could not stop him on Saturday. And that coupled with the artificial turf and the ground feeling so hot and uncomfortable. I just uh, I didn't particularly enjoy it. So I think I'm just going to stick to uh, Wednesdays. And also uh, last week, improvement in that I wasn't feeling the effects of football afterwards for three days. And I didn't even feel that stiff on Thursday so by Friday, I was able to go out for a run again. I think it was just a couple of laps, just under 7K on Friday. I don't think I had a third lap in me, if, I, if I'm if i honest, not in that heat. Running after this, if I get that call that I'm having to wait for now. And again, it's not going to be easy in this heat, but I, I should be okay for a couple of laps. I don't think I'm dreading it today, though. I know, of course, as soon as I start and. I'm on that climb right away. I'm going to be grimacing a bit. And I know that at some point on that route, exactly the same spot as always, I'm going to run into the guys that play Frisbee. And there's always the guy on my left who plays just under the trees. He's probably the wariest of all of the Frisbee players. He's, he's one of the oldest there and he's probably a bit wary of COVID. So he always stays in the same spot. And uh, hopefully I can get at least uh, six, seven K under my belt this evening and then I can switch off 
for the evening, get this show out. And I wish I could drink water on my route when I'm running in this heat, but it's two things. It's I just can't multitask. I've, well, it's three things, actually. I can't run with anything in my hand. It restricts me. And also, your water gets hot. That's what I find anyway. Anyway, let's move on to some Lambeth visuals for you. No segue there. Wednesday, 14th of July, 10.32 hours. Another hard swallow coming. Northbound 322, London's worst bus, though the southbound uh, journey does tend to be the worst one. More packed at the Halen Ride southern end as the bus heads into Crystal Palace and the Halen Ride is just a lawless part of the route. It stops wherever you want it to. People pretty much doing what they want, as 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 they are with masks even before today. And uh, 10.32 hours, the Brixton lamppost pole dancer got on in a summer jacket, matted hair, bikini bottoms, sliders and a can of cider. Looked like her money had gone on alcohol rather than topping up any Oyster card. She didn't pay the driver like me. Probably recognised her from the route and just thought it's not worth the hassle. Just drive on and hope she gets off at some point. I watched her closely studying which handrails she made contact with before she finally sat down. And uh, I had my gloves on anyway, which I always have when I'm bussing it right now in the COVID era. It always looks a bit odd in this hot weather and you're wearing short sleeves and you've got gloves. You have the appearance of a footballer and it does look a bit ridiculous, but I'd rather uh, have the uh, the gloves on than risk uh, handling uh, barebacking with my hands, barebacking the handrails on buses. My weekend was quiet. Um, I've been watching Mayans MC on the BBC, just catching up with it on the iPlayer. It's a crap show, but it's entertaining. I have no problem with crap TV. I never have. I think there is a place for crap TV. And in this case, it kills 50 minutes for me. My problem is with crap TV that thinks it's brilliant. That's the kind of TV that I can't stand. Shows like Line of Duty, those are the shows that I have a a big issue with. Moving on to um, books. No, actually, no, here's something I've got to tell you about my weekend. I think this was Friday night, and it's something that I just got into my head for a couple of weeks, and it's designed partly to help me write more but also to just get me away from this screen, you know, because the front room in the last couple of years has been pretty much set up as an office since I've been on my own here. And I just thought this isn't healthy. I need to be able to just switch off and uh, I can't write in front of this big screen because then it's just going to distract me and I might be surfing or whatever. So I've brought a little table that was a dining table when I lived here with the ex. I'd put it in the study for um, for just under a couple of years, maybe 18 months, I think. It wasn't easy to, to return it to this room. Managed to do it via loads of noise. And sometimes I just think, am I well when I'm doing this? What's the thinking here? But I, I think I'm on the right track with this. I've added it to this desk. It's behind this big screen now. It's facing the kitchen. The chair faces the wall. The idea is I'll stick a laptop there. I've picked up a a cheap runaround laptop that I promised myself from the last time I was uh, the last time I was with the man. Very jerky with my speech today. The last time I was with the man, I had this runaround laptop that they uh, 
gave everyone there, which was the best laptop I've ever used in terms of how robust it was. It was old school. It was fast. It did the basics well. And that's all I want to write. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be risking my fancy laptop that I bought a few years ago. You know, one of these newer streamlined ones, you know, I don't want to risk another cracked screen. So I've got a robust laptop now and I've already used it uh, today and I'm really pleased with it at the moment. Got it on eBay, hoping that uh, that's not a mistake. It was worth the risk. Well, at the moment, I've only used it once, but uh, I'm happy with it. So the idea is that I don't just have to write at the cafe, that I will be able to switch off and focus and write at that smaller desk. And luckily for me, it's actually the same, exactly the same height as this uh, desk. So that's there now. Uh, Several books on the go at the minute. An improvement, um, well, actually, yeah, an improvement on how I was living in the noughties, where it would be multiple women on the go, I suppose. That greed is nowadays limited to books. I think that's healthier. I think it maybe shows some maturity on my part, or maybe I'm just so far past my peak years now that uh, books is about as far as I can go. Um, The Incredible Crime, Lois... Austin Lee, Lois, 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 Lois Lane. I've never been able to say that name. Lois Lane, Lois Austin Lee. The blurb for it, Prince's College, Cambridge, is a peaceful and scholarly community enlivened by Prudence Pinsent, the master's daughter. Spirited, beautiful and thoroughly unconventional, Prudence is a remarkable young woman. One fine morning, she sets out for Suffolk to join her cousin, Lord Wellend, for a few days hunting. On the way, Prudence encounters Captain Studd of the Coast Guard, who is pursuing a quarry of his own. Studd is on the trail of a drug-smuggling ring that connects Welland Hall with a cloistered world of Cambridge. It falls to Prudence to unravel the identity of the smugglers who may be forced to kill to protect their secret. This witty and entertaining crime novel has not been republished since the 1930s. This new edition includes an introduction by Kirsten T. Saxton, professor of English at Mills College, California. And reading that, I am now sure that I've read this before. Prior to reading that, I thought I might have read it before, simply because near the beginning, they mentioned some creek that runs into the basement of a house, right into the basement of a house in Cambridge. And that rung a bell. But beyond that, I didn't remember too much. But the the names I've read now and that what is effectively a spoiler for me, I think, I don't think I'm going to complete this book. I, I, I've read it. There's no, there's no point rereading something again when I've got so many books to catch up on. I'm not someone who reads books twice, really. So uh, I think I'll go to my next library book. I've been making progress on A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Getting into it, it's a slow burner. It's about seven or 800 pages, I think. I'll have to check on that. Sometimes early on, I can sense books are passing me by, and that happens very early on. If a book is passing me by, it happens very early on. And even if they're a big book, I still finish them. I don't like not finishing books, but I don't get into them. So for weeks, I might just be stuck on a book. You know, when I'm into my books, I can get through two or three a week, maybe. If I'm writing, it might be just one a week. I was worried that this was shaping up to be one of those books I just don't get into, but I've committed to some, you know, it's going to just drag on for weeks, but it's growing on me. I read 30, 40 pages last night. It's growing on me and I can see why it's got such a good reputation. Promises to be something special based on the uh, hour or so that I had with it last night. One particular character I'm very drawn to, 
and I'm uh, looking forward to picking it up again later tonight. Picked up the author's second book in the library today, The People in Trees, but it's going to be some time before I read that again. Reading better on the bus simply because I'm pulling my mask really high up onto the bridge of my nose, just below my frames, and then I pinch the mask really tight on the bridge, pulling it down just under the chin, and the lenses aren't steaming up. It's only taken me 16 months to master this. You're listening to Daniel Ruiz Tyson, episode 339. Follow me and my work on Twitter and Instagram at 1607westec, facebook.com forward slash DRT, available even though Facebook have now made it incredibly hard for anyone who doesn't have a personal account to be able to see any notifications. Um, I don't know what's going on. I have to have the app now, as I've said. And even with the app, I can't always see notifications. So that's not proven a very enjoyable social media experience. You can find all my work at danielruistizen.com. There are PayPal and coffee.com links on there if you want to uh, support this work in any way. It's all with a one-off donation. You can use those links at danielruistizen.com. And the latest Patreon bonus episode will be retransferred to you that same day. If you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, if you have an Apple Podcast account, do please, if you haven't, do please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. That is the easiest way for any show to grow. Most importantly, the best way to support this work is via the Patreon page. Sign up at patreon.com forward slash DRT available. If you're one of those patrons, I do appreciate your support. Another pandemic dream at the weekend. Well, there were several, but... I could only recall one in any detail. More moths. This one was on, I think it was Saturday morning. I'd had a cat nap for a couple of hours. I'd got up really early, had to breakfast early and lunch early because of football in the afternoon. This pandemic dream found me in an office again. It might have been the same office that I dreamt about the following, uh, sorry, the previous week, which had a very narrow corridor. And I was concerned in this dream about COVID. And this is what I mean. I had to pause the phone again. Another message. This is what happens when you have your phone on vibrate. This is why I can't live like this. So let me get back to my pandemic dream. I was concerned about COVID. I was trying to keep away from colleagues. And all of a sudden, I had to take cover on the floor. I had to basically, as if I was praying, I had to kneel down on the floor, go as low as I could, because all of a sudden there were all these horses coming my way, all galloping and jumping over me. I counted about 20. And I woke up from my cat now thinking, what is, what was the point of that dream? What is that telling me? Is that simply COVID anxieties? Is that anxieties about the prospect of returning to the man and Friday evenings at the moment, I have a Zoom counsellor and it's always difficult. Uh, I've had this guy for about three weeks, only got him for another three weeks. I just take the help where I can get it, you know, and I'm grateful for it. I know that some people can't access that help, so I'm grateful for it. But it does mean that, I mean, I've had about four now, I think, in the last seven or eight months. You have to start from scratch. You have to give the same background details. You have to talk about the same issues because often, as with me, the issues aren't resolved because of my living situations. I'm stuck in the same situation. But I did, at the end of um, Friday's session, 
talk about how I'm often unsettled by dreams and the unusual dreams I've had. And I told him about the dream I had a few days before my mum's funeral, which if you're a long time listener, you'll probably recall that dream. There's no reason why you should. Um, this phone, it's just a pain today. It, it's it's uh, really throwing me off the show today. And uh, I need to have it on because I'm still waiting for this damn call before 1800 hours so I, I told the guy this dream that I'd had just before my mum's funeral and uh, it seemed he was fascinated by it and I told him that I've had so many so many similar dreams over the years like that and he said that we'll talk more about it this week and he said that these kind of dreams often represent the psyche and the unconsciousness trying to make sense of your experiences in order to allow you to go forward. And I had to think about that a bit, and maybe there's something in that. But he, he did also say that he believes that these kind of dreams have meaning. So it's um, something we'll be picking up hopefully this Friday. But, uh, you know, it's an evening thing. It means I have to eat earlier. I have to get my run in earlier than I would like. So it's not the ideal time, but, hey, you know, it's something. It's It's another anchor during the week something that I can use and look ahead to and then you know that keeps me going through the weekend as much as the exercising does on the trip to the library today I had a reservation to pick up I'd rescheduled it for the afternoon because the morning appointment just wasn't uh, the best time for me and uh, extraneous detail there and as you go into the library I mean you're going through a different route now and there's a security guard there etc and you confirm your appointment time and I had some browsing time allocated to me as well and as as you go in on your right you've got all the reserved books and they've got big labels on them with your name on it and I couldn't find my name I kept looking where's my name where's my book they they told me I had a book here I'm on the R's where's my name and I kept looking. I wasn't getting anywhere. I didn't want to go up to the desk to ask them. And I asked them in the end because I couldn't find my couldn't find my name there. And they said, "No, it's definitely done." I remember writing out the slip. Your book is definitely there. And uh, the woman walked over to the reservation shelf as if to make a point. And uh, there it was. She picked out the book. I said. I couldn't find it. I've just been looking there. And she handed me the book on the label Rizzo. Not Ruiz, Rizzo. That's a new one. Reservation for Rizzo. Let me bring you uh, the latest Nectar Points update. This one's uh, an interesting one. Actually, before I do, I'll just give you um, a herd in uh, South London whatever the title is, all over the place today. 13, 18 hours today outside the Nine Elms Monster. Some late middle-aged guy, big paunch, shorts, mask in his hand, moments away from entering the store, muttered, masks, I'm not wearing a mask, the masks. Even how adamant he was about not wearing the mask, why was the mask with him don't want to wear the mask don't wear the mask i think you should wear the mask but it's your choice that's what the government's saying now it's up to you we know that the situation is bad but you don't want to wear the mask don't wear the mask but uh, don't not wear the mask and be cursing your way into a store to that degree that's just uh, completely unnecessary so let me give you this week's nectar points got a 
couple of receipts. Here we go. Which is the first date? 19th of July. No, I'll give you 16th of July. And I'd actually earned 190 Nectar points. Yes, on that cheap uh, eBay refurbished uh, laptop. So uh, my points have jumped by, well, 190 points. First time that's happened in living memory. Bought some skim milk, uh, uh, some energy deodorant, whatever that is, some blueberries. I've been buying blueberries from Sainsbury's. I'm just fed up buying the little uh, blueberries. They just turn so quickly. And in this heat as well, I've had to put the fridge up again to the full cold setting and food i think i suspect is already on the turn there bought some more halls sugar-free decongestion sweets topped up my stock of oranges again with another single orange and uh, previous points balance was six to three and four points to take my new points balance six to uh, 627 on a spend of four pounds 72 and uh, today's purchases at 13 12 Bought some long life milk, bought uh, some yogurts, Sainsbury's own crackers, roll on deodorant. As a result of Saturday's um, deodorant argument, I, I figure that there'll be more people saying this, so I'll try and go for a low key deodorant, no spray in audio. Uh, the problem with roll on deodorants is they can stain your shirts, but if it saves me another argument post football, Caused by my deodorizing after the game, then I'm I'm happy to uh, try out the roll on. Bought another single orange, and this is a really strange one because you know, oh, here's the call. All right, I pressed end call rather than take call. Can you believe that? I can. I just don't get enough calls. I'm just not used to it, and I'm starting to get anxious and uh, frustrating. Horrible way to uh, to record a show this week. Have I given you today's? Here we go. Okay, back in a moment. That was the call. 17.45 hours now. At least I don't have to worry about that call. That call's done. I have to worry about the next stage of what that call might lead to. But hey, it's uh, at least that call is out the way. It just means I'm running really late this evening. Let me get on with this. I can't... Um, when was I? I think I was giving you the second, uh, the second receipt. I bought uh, some more yogurt today. No, I, I told you that. I bought some crackers, the roll-on deodorant, etc. That was it. I saw a Pucker A6 metallic pad that I wanted. Metallic spiral pad. Looks really good. I've used them before. 200 pages. Didn't have any price on it. I thought, well, I'll, I'll take it with me to see how much it costs. Scan it through the self-checkout. And I did that on the self-checkout. It said £3.50. I thought, screw that. Called the cashier over, said, look, uh, I just wanted to see how much this was. They're not priced over there. Um, I don't want it. And suddenly the screen had changed and it said minus 88. And she said, look, it's not actually that price. And I think I misunderstood her because I'm not good with numbers. So initially I thought, 88p, well, that's a bargain. I'll keep it. In fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pay for this. Then I'm going to go and get another one of these pads and I'll be happy. And then I realized, actually, this meant minus 88p from 350. So subtract 88 from £3.50. I called the cashier over again to the self-checkout. She came over. She wasn't impressed. She had her mask on. I said, this is confusing. Why can't it just tell me the actual price instead of fanning around? You know, you've got, you don't have these pads marked out on the shelves. And... It's still not giving me a clear price here at the checkout. I'm not Carol Vorderman breaking down numbers here, doing the store's job. You've not priced them on the shelves. You're still not telling me the price here. Instead of telling me it's 
minus 88. Just tell me what it is with a discount. And that's it. I'll be fine. I can say, look, I've made a decision. I don't want this. Stop confusing me. Give me the price. Which um, I'm not sure how that links in with the hygiene fail. It doesn't really. I've got no segue for this next part. But anyway, let me just give you the final uh, nectar points before I give you that hygiene fail. So I'd gone in with 627 uh, nectar points. Let that motorbike go past. Talk loud. Raise voice. Talk over it. There we go. He's gone. Got to be a guy. I don't think you get uh, too many female motorcyclists. And uh, if you do, they're not as stupid as the men. Previous points balance six to seven earn three points. So closing balance of six pounds at 30 points are worth three pounds 15. New territory for me. Usually I'm one of those guys. As soon as he's hit the uh, 500 point mark, I spend that two pound 50 like a desperado. A hygiene fail to bring you. I was sat in outdoor clothes indoors waiting for a courier delivery before leaving the flat on Friday. That was for the uh, runaround laptop. I forgot to wipe the chair down when I returned to the flat in the afternoon. Sat down in my indoor-only shorts and vest after I got changed. Realized my mistake about an hour later. Had to change into other indoor-only wear. Wiped down the chair and chucked the offending clothes into the washing machine. Not uh, good on my part. I knew I'd forget, despite leaving myself a big post-it note in front of my... um, On my keyboard, actually. I still... Got some Star Wars football results uh, to give you. Not many games this last week. Final game of uh, the league week four fixtures. Hoth nil, Tatooine nil. The two preseason uh, favourites for uh, for the title in this Silver Age season six played out another goalless draw, just like last season. Both league games ended goalless. That's their third meet in this season. Tatooine beat Hoth in the Community Shield. Hoth beat Tatooine in a very good. European Super Cup match. Moving on to the 15th of July, Rebels versus Nat Huth, the second leg. League Cup, Nat Huth, second division side, goalless from the first leg. Rebels at home took them 28 minutes to break down the stubborn second division side, and it was debutante, a half time sub. No, he wasn't a half time sub. No, he was a half time sub. Came on at half time. Barada of whom much is expected at Rebels. The youngster scored both goals as Rebels extended their unbeaten run to three games, which I think is more than they managed in the entire season. He looks a really fine prospect, and uh, hopefully it means that Rebels will be a more competitive team this season. Meantime, Tatooine were in action again in the second leg of their all-first division clash with Alderaan. These teams have met in five of the six League Cup campaign since the Silver Age, since the dawn of the Silver Age in August 2019. And uh, Alderaan were two goals down from the first leg at Sandy Lane, but they beat Tatooine 1-0, a fine performance by Alderaan. They took a while to get going. The goal from Kraken 30 seconds into the uh, second half, but it wasn't enough to beat Tatooine, who hang on and progress to the quarter finals uh, by the way a new post on my substack which has been um somewhat uh, forgotten since i launched it uh, two or three months ago but there was a new post last week you can subscribe to it at danielruistizen.substack.com that is a, a free post uh, last week you might enjoy subscribing to the newsletter let's end with the cafe a real mishmash of recollections from my week in the cafe. Uh, first of all, today, good writing session this late morning, which keeps me going. So even though I've been distracted this evening with these annoying calls, uh, at least I've got that uh, positive morning behind me 
in the cafe. I, I, I need that. Uh, I need that. It gives me focus. It was very warm out. But, you know, this year, just, you know, whacking on the sun cream and reminding myself how low I feel when it was just relentlessly raining. And uh, it's mostly sunny now. That's the message on my desktop. There's supposed to be some thunder coming up uh, later this evening, so I'm hoping to get out there shortly. Some beautiful tricolor lattes this week, which I've stuck on the Instagram and Twitter feeds. Sometimes I think I'd love to know who's behind the tricolors, and at other times I think maybe it's better not to know. Thursday the 15th, I mean, some mystery is good, isn't it? Thursday the 15th, my small talk with the waiters was outstanding, even on Wednesday afternoon, which was meant to be all about a good writing session before I made the welcome journey into central London for football. That was spent gassing. I was half an hour on the phone with a space daddy, then I was chatting to the mullet. I chat to the mullet, Seb K, the beard and the waitress, chat to all of them on a regular basis. And I've got to make sure, really, that I vary the small talk. I don't want any small talk duplicates in case it crops up when they're small talking among themselves you know the beard hard swallow the beard in his mtv europe accent might be telling the waitress who arrived post-pandemic this guy always before the covid he used to sit by the toilets no matter what it does make me wonder aside from a natural shyness on my part if i didn't talk to the waiters historically i'm talking about if i didn't talk to them because most of the old intake just didn't speak english a bit like phil collins very hard to get her talking. But I'm wondering whether that's part of it. And of course, the just the, the natural diffidence on my part, uh, you know, a big part of that. Uh, so Wednesday afternoon, last week, Wednesday, just before football, there was a girl in there with her mum. Her mum's a regular, has been, you know, for the 20 years I've been there. And uh, I've just had another message. This is a former footballer, hopefully. It takes so long to set these interviews up. And... Um, where was I? This girl, yeah, she's carrying a dog. She's got a kid. I take it that I've not seen the kid for a while, so I think the kid is now nursery age or school age. She has she can't be more than 30, but her face has just transformed itself in the last couple of years in a worrying way. She's got fake tan, fake eyelashes, Botox lips. Not even 30, she's Botoxed her lips. She looks like a reality TV star. And I just wonder about the influences on both men and women now because of the crap that we've got on our TV and, you know, online. She was wearing these high shorts and she was carrying this little dog in the way that reality TV stars carry their little dogs. People never used to do that with their small dogs. Unless we have a generation of dogs being bred that cannot walk, what is going on there? I mean, is this just a fashion thing? I think it's a fashion thing, but please tell me if I'm wrong. It reminds me of when Sex in the City came along in the late 90s. And I remember an ex-girlfriend saying this to me, you know, the way some women hold their handbags just on the wrist, balance it on the wrist, like old women used to. And uh, she once said, it's just a load of that came in when Sex in the City came in. And uh, was it Miranda, the name of the character, the lead character, the Sarah Jessica Parker character? It's just some nonsense that came in when Sex in the City came in. And I, I wonder if the, the situation we're carrying these little dogs is similar to that. It's a fashion thing. Because put the dog on the floor, let it walk. I don't think that dog wants to be carried by you. It's not a baby. It's a dog. Let it walk around. What is going on? And you just see guys and girls doing this now. And it's just, it's just bizarre. It really is so strange. 
Moving on from the moaning and uh, raising my voice slightly because I'm getting hungry. I've not eaten much today. I'm trying to uh, limit what I eat at lunchtime because I think I have a tendency to overeat. And the only reason I'm not piling on the pounds is because of all the exercise that I'm doing. But uh, I am feeling hungry, I have to say. Um, Things I was thinking about that I'd like to improve in the cafe for myself. I wish my orders were less predictable. Well, I don't like it, the fact that this waitress is new to me, but she already knows my orders. Um, The co-owner, he knows I don't take sugar. He's the only one when he brings a latte, he doesn't bring me any sugar. Today in the cafe, very productive morning, as I said, there was this uh, guy... Late 70s, early 80s, buys the Times, Gino's uh, Panama hat. When I heard his guest arrive uh, for their lunch outdoors, they were at the next table to me. He he looks like Rupert Murdoch and he, he sounds like Rupert Murdoch. He has a semi-American accent, but he sounds like a Nozzy who spent time in the States. And he does really look like Rupert Murdoch. And, and the Panama hat and the, the Gino's... It's that kind of colonial look. And another guy, much younger, half his age, turned up about 20, 25 minutes later. And I knew right away that this was the guy that was coming to join him for lunch. There was no way that guy was coming in to meet anyone else. This was a meeting of Panama hats. And Junior Panama hat was saying to Rupert Murdoch that we're heading for another lockdown. I think most of us would agree with that and that for his business, whatever it it was in, it was good as sales tend to be better when people are at home. So he was trying to look at the positives of that. And of course, today, I forgot to say that the the waiters, most of them, uh, the ones I saw at least today are now unmasked. And um, yeah, I mean, Rupert Murdoch was just talking about what a mess the government have made of this. And I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that and he was also traveling he's on his way to traveling Uh, where is he going i can't remember where he said he's going but that's on friday and he's talking about the cost of quarantining when he returns he's talking about the insanity of it all and i appreciate that for some people it is essential to travel and for some people they simply want to see loved ones they've not been able to see but uh, the quarantine prices are extortionate i mean if you've got a family that is, you know, if you're having to quarantine the whole family, that is tough. But also for me, if I was traveling, not that I'm a traveler, as you know, but if I was traveling, I think, I don't think I'd be able to enjoy my holiday, let's say, because I'd just be thinking about the 10 days I've got a quarantine on my own and the amount it's going to cost. It's, uh, it's an insane time. It really is. Well, that tailed off. Yes, it did. And that is it. Got nothing left for you today. That is the end of today's show. Now it's time for you to get those shoulders back. Keep on walking towards the sun. Keep washing those hands. Keep ventilating too. I'm Daniel Ruiz-Tyson and this start of the week I have been available. <laughs>